It is time for episode 11 of season nine. And today on the Simplify Multiply show, I have Jessica Zweig. Yes, you heard me right. It's the Simply Be creator and author of Be a No Bullshit Guide to Increasing Your Self-Worth and Net Worth by Simply Being Yourself, which this season is all over with Bravely Making Your Business 1000% You. So I am going to have a lovely conversation with this amazing woman, and I can't wait for you to hear. So let's go ahead and dive right in with Miss Jess. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply Show, hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply Show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. Hey, Jess. I am so happy to have you here on the Simplify Multiply show. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm starstruck. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you're so kind. Thank you for having me. I'm always, always grateful to connect with people like we are, you know, friends with on the internet and then you have a face-to-face chat and just really reminds you of the power of, of humanity and that, you know, we're all like just people behind these computers and screens and it's just such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for your generosity and you know, uh, for my listener, I was just talking to Jess about how she so like works twice as hard as probably most of us just to stay connected with her audience. And she is walking her talk. So if I'm going to just pimp out her book, it's all over my show notes page. You can get it for the 11th episode of season nine. Her book B is unbelievable. It's not only practical and tactical, it is just one of the most lovely stories of how Jess, how you share your life and how you got to where you're at today. And props to you for being so brave and saying, listen, it's okay. Warts and all, we're all good. And that's what people want. And that's why I I chose to theme this season around bravely making your business 1000% you. And your book just like nails it. (laughs) It just absolutely nails it. I mean, I'm going to be using it for my training and working with clients. It's such a wonderful model. And it complements what I already do with creating soulful websites and content and just being yourself. Because don't you think with going through the pandemic, being so isolated, especially for solopreneurs, that we are tired of the BS, tired of the funnels, tired of the automation, tired of the collective corporate ease, and we want real connection. And our bullshit detectors have gotten super awesome. So I'd love for you to talk about that. I just love that you went there. I think that you're you're 100% nailing why why I do what I do. Okay, so I, I have the hard skills of marketing content creation, social media, brand storytelling, right? I, graphic design, like I don't, I don't graphic design, but someone in my company does, right? So we do these, mm. these hard skills here, but at the end of the day, you're gonna, 
a client is going to choose you not because that of your perfect click funnel or your beautifully written email campaign but of the emotion and the energy that you put forward for them to connect to and for them to feel and there is no better way to do that than through a personal brand because we're people and we're human and we have to show up like that and we have to we were just saying it like for we forget so often that these hearts these likes these clicks these open rates those are people like they're metrics yeah. sure but they're people and so when we really operate online in a way that comes from a deep sense of service truly yeah we all want to make money who doesn't want to make money yeah but really <laughs> like when you really truly give an f about your community mm-hmm. that that is the best marketing tactic you will ever have and you really kind of can't fake that you i mean i have seen a lot of women let's just go there in the last year you know in 2020 to 2021 a lot of you know white women at the top fumble and fall because they were exposed for being disingenuous and not really caring about their community and i will take a a smaller audience and a smaller business like honestly any day of the week that I could have integrity and show up and truly mean it when I say I care about my people. Yeah. I will try to respond to every DM. I, you know, I put myself out there. I, sh- I consistently show up to the microphone, to the computer, to the camera, because I, I really do feel a deep desire to help people. I do. And I think most people do. So I agree. That's, that's where, you know, I think it really has gotten a bit lost. So given that you've put this amazing book together and provided the tool, there's still an aspect for a solopreneur, for example, to understand what it is about being brave, understand how do they translate my personal brand? Well, what does that mean? Do I have to like, you know, gush all over the place and give all this personal information. I mean, I don't understand. So I know the book goes into a lot of detail and I definitely want to recommend my my listener go through the book and get that value. But what I wanted to kind of break down with you is around bravery for people to really see themselves because, you know, we lack the objectivity that we need for ourselves. We can't, we just can't do it. We are myopic. And I think you even talk about that in your book, which is like, I'm like, oh, yeah, she is like so like aligned with how I think about this stuff. It's awesome. But I I wanted to ask you about the bravery aspect, because when we have our solopreneur business, everything hinges on how we present ourselves, the value, how we sell, how we, you know, get a reputation, how we're creating content. Um, All of that matters when it comes to engaging a client getting a contract, doing the work, and getting paid. And it's a livelihood thing. So it's easy to get stuck in this kind of fear or mindset of, oh my God, there's too much at risk here. I can't be myself. So talk to me about the bravery aspect of bringing more of you into your business. I mean, I think that bravery, confidence, self-belief, whatever you want to call it, is a muscle and and the only way we grow that muscle is if we work it 
right? You don't go to the gym, lift a, lift a dumbbell and call yourself buff. Like y- you have to keep flexing it. You have to go every day. You have to compound that, that interest into results. And so for me, bravery is a practice. It's not something that you just like become one day. And I think that you don't, you don't know what you are made of until you at least freaking try. Mm-hmm. And I know that simplifies it, Terry, and I don't want, I don't mean to, but it's like, just, just do it. Put one foot in front of the other. You're afraid to do an Instagram video because you're afraid that you're going to sound stupid. Okay, do it anyway. You might sound stupid, but guess what? You just grew a muscle fiber, right? And you do that again and again and again, whether whatever expression direction you, you, you feel like you need to show up when it comes to the growth of your business and you become more confident, you become more aligned. I mean, the only reason why I feel like I can get on a podcast with anybody, start talking, stand in front of a state, hundreds of people, is because I've done it a million times. I think yeah. it's like Malcolm Gladwell talks about the 10,000 hours principle. Like once you've mm-hmm. done something, you know, 10,000 hours. Mastery, yeah, you're, you become an expert. Like that's really what it is. It's not because you got a certain degree. It's not because you, you know, have a certain amount of money in the bank. It's not because you got a press hit and some, some other person called you an expert. It's because you did the work and you showed up for yourself and you showed up for your community and you showed up for your clients and you showed up for your people. That is what builds the muscle of bravery. And mm. I just think it's a slow and steady wins the race, micro daily action. And the last thing I'll say about that is a firm belief that when you leap, the net will catch you. And I have been on a constant leaping. And I will say this, that every time I leap, and I really truly trust that that net will be there, the universe will rise up to meet me faster and more abundantly mm. than I could have ever freaking imagined. It's the truth. And I, I, wish, I, I wish I could bottle that and like give it to other people. Yeah. Because it's it's really the way that it works, and I just I wish more people trusted that. Mm. Yeah, that is that is a big step. And you know, as I was listening to you, I was thinking for myself in my life, where where have I done that? And I've I've done it more when it was called from without me, like outside of me, versus me saying, "Come on, Terry, you can do it. Just go for it." That seems harder to me. You know, because I'm in my own head, I've got the fears and everything. But like when I was, for example, taking care of my husband when he was going through cancer, I rose to like extreme occasions to help him and to deal with that, everything that was going on with us before he passed away. And, you know, people looked at me like, God, Terry, how did you how did you do that by yourself? And I'm like, do what? You know, like you said, you know, you've done it a million times. It's like to right. me, it was you know, I don't want to minimize the experience, but it was just, I didn't even think about it. I just went for it because I knew he needed me. And I like how you phrase that because for us as business owners, our audience, our prospects, client, future clients, they need us. And if we're not out there being brave and putting ourselves out there with our positions, be that as they may, if they're polarizing, uh, you know, we need to do that so they can see that oh, there's there's something fresh or something I've been looking for that is is here for me to take advantage of. So I love that. Yeah, I love that a lot. And if 
my solopreneur who's listening right now and they're thinking, okay, well, I do something in a world of like corporate executives or something that's very institutional or respectful or, you know, very, very, I don't want to say uptight, but, you know, just like really, really polished. And I would feel that if I was more myself or was not as professional as I have been in my business, that that would not be appealing to them. What would you say to that person who's concerned that their audience just really doesn't want a big old gravy ladle of realness? (laughs) Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. You know, if you'd like to stop doing what you don't want to do anymore and do more soul connecting work that only you can do, it's time to take action. You know, being more you is not just building a personal brand. It's also not showing everything you're doing every minute of every day to whoever will follow you. What today's more human marketplace wants is the real you. They want what only you can deliver in the unique way you deliver it. So don't sell yourself short. Give your audience the connection and the solutions they're longing for. And here's how. When you sign up for my free Pappy Club journal, every Monday I'll show you how to simplify your marketing, boost your personal brand, and bravely be 1000% you so you can attract your ideal clients and get the engagements you love to deliver. Go to tpappy.com and sign up to get inspiring audio, video, and written content I personally curate just for you. Let's simplify your world and show your 1000%. Sign up at tpappy.com and I'll see you next Monday in the Pappy Club Journal. Wow, I have a lot to say to that person. So I will tell you that Today, in 2021, having a brand and a company that stands for something, that is diversity, equity, inclusion, inclusion minded, that has the expectation of the people that will do business with it or come want to work for it, has a high sense of integrity and values. That is no longer a choice. That's no longer a nice to have. That is a must have. So for you to build a personal brand as an executive today, it's it's an asset for you. I believe that it's an asset that will keep you adaptable. You can know your value, you know your own personal worth, put it in a suitcase, take it with you to the next role, the next promotion, Mm -hmm. the next company, because you're not gonna do what you do forever. You're gonna always be you though. But then if you think about real time today, how you're showing up and what the, audience that you have, whether you want to admit you have an audience or not, what what they are consciously or even unconsciously expecting of you. And if you don't show up with a proactive narrative about what you stand for, you're going to lose. Mm. You're going to lose out on opportunities, clients, potential top tier talent. Like there's no there's no no companies out there today that like if I mean, I run my own business and I have 17 employees and they all Google me. They all look me up as the CEO. They choose to come apply for me, obviously based on like the skill set and the company that I run, the type of business I have, but they also want to know who they're working for and the type mm-hmm. of company environment they're going to be within. And so nobody can express that story like a person. You can't leave that up to your company brand. You have to, you have to do it yourself. And I feel really, really strongly about that because it's funny, like the clients that we have at Simply Be, many of them are entrepreneurs and solopreneurs 
but a lot of them are executives and it's the executives that I really like working with because they're so uncomfortable with this stuff. And, you know, so it's not a spoon ladle or whatever Grady ladle. It's not like mm-hmm. that's personal branding done wrong. It's not meant to be a catharsis of your personal feelings and emotions about you and your awesomeness. No one cares. People care about themselves. So you have to show up with value on the internet to then create affinity of your brand through those values that that are that is honestly in my view the most tremendous marketing tool you can you can possess today. So that's how I feel about it. Like I said, I have a lot of things to say about it. Good, good. <laughs> that's why you're here, my friend. That's why you're here. So when I'm just trying to think of these scenarios that my audience may be, you know, the things that they they may be thinking, and you know, it's interesting. I talk about. I've talked a lot this year. I've been in business 15, 16 years now, and that's how I started out. I mean, I kind of moved from corporate. You know, my last corporate job was with Marriott, and I left Marriott. I got riffed out of Marriott, and I was like, oh, crap. You know, it was two years after my husband passed away, and I'm like, what do I do now? (laughs) I was like, Marriott was like my, my life raft. I was like, okay, at least I have this awesome job, and next thing you know, I'm like, oh, crap, what do I do? And so I just kept doing what I did in corporate. And I think I see that a lot with solopreneurs who have had a corporate experience or an experience in an organization that they they continue to behave and have the same attitudes, perceptions and, you know, kind of mindset that they did when they were in that cubicle city. And I'm, I'm making generalizations. I mean, everybody's had a, a unique situation, but I didn't realize that I was being this because I was just surviving. I mean, honestly. I was just out there trying to do what I could do to survive. And as a survivor in many ways, from the standpoint of having so much loss. And so over the years, getting more confident as a business owner, getting more confident in my own methodology and how I approached what I did for my clients, and really kind of taking a stand for a strong opinion about how people don't really understand their customers. And I was furious about that. I'm like, you have to understand your audience, your customers before totally. you can create anything. And and this is even before the, the conversation of personal branding would even enter. It was more of the business and how to serve. But recently I've, and I'm, I'm like a quintessential creative. So I'm constantly inventing a new project to start a new book to write, a new membership thing or whatever. I mean, I've had so many iterations of projects. <laughs> I'm my own worst enemy when it comes to creative stuff. And But recently, I kind of got to this point in my business and in life. It's like, why don't you just do what you want to do? I mean, how kind of simple that sounds, but it's like, why don't you just do what you want to do? And the funny thing is I've been doing what I want to do. But I felt like all along I was resisting it because I kept saying, it's not good enough, or I have to change it, or I have to fix this, or I have to move over here, and everybody's doing this, you know, the shiny object thing. And so in the last year, I gave myself permission to step into Terry's irreverent craziness, creativity, and directness, and... I was like, and and this show actually really helped me. I'm sure with your podcast that you've had a, a quite an evolution in who you are for yourself, um, because having a show like this is, especially when you allow yourself to be yourself. And I think that's really was my entree into yeah. it. And when I read your book, Jess, I was like, 
I feel like I have permission. So my question, my very elongated <laughs> preamble to this question, which I'm notorious for doing that because <laughs> I just I kind of have to suss it out for myself, for you is what what is it going to take for my listener or anyone to distinguish that they need to be more themselves in their business and to show who they really are and be proud of that and give themselves permission to do so. Because I really think that that's, and you talk about that a little bit in your book as well. This book is so full of good stuff. Um, yes, I am gushing a little bit, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I, it's still so, so amazing and surreal that people have read this book and that they're resonating with it and it's helping them. And so gush away, it's, it still hasn't yeah, fully but... absorbed it, <laughs> to, to be honest. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's only been out a couple months, so enjoy the roller coaster, darling. <laughs> it's a roller coaster. Um, but, yeah, yeah, talk about permission. You know, how do we give ourselves permission? And because and, it is scary for some people. It's like, oh, you know, I was always told to be quiet or I was always told I don't matter. And, and, you know, now I'm being asked to create a personal brand and put myself out there who I really am. Heck no. I mean, there's a there's an expression um, I forget the quote, maybe it's a nice nin. Um, and it's like, and the risk that it took to remain tightly wound in the bud was more painful than the risk that it took to bloom. Mm. And so I will ask your listeners, what, how, how long do you want to feel un, uh, uncomfortable out of alignment, not fully embodied into your life? light into your magic like how long are you willing to really do that like mm. like you're gonna reach a breaking point at some point i did yeah. like there's a point we all get to a precipice an inflection point where the choice to diminish our truth and to play small is become so uncomfortable that we have no other option than to expand and expansion you know, represents being yourself, your true self. And so the permission slip in, can come in many forms. You know, I think that at the end of the day, you, the only person that you are going to look at at the end of the day in the mirror is yourself, right? So yeah. that you can see people like me, people like Terry, people like, you know, if you follow on the internet that inspire you and they'll, they'll be markers of permission slips, right? But the ultimate permission slip needs to come from within. And that journey of building a business and building a platform and building this confidence and bravery that we've talking, been talking about is not an outward journey. It is an inward journey. It is an inside job. And the more that you go inside and know yourself, like this is gonna sound really tactical, but it's what I've done, hire a therapist invest in a life coach, see an astrologer, go to a medium, uh, get Reiki sessions, read mm. books that open your mind, yeah. take walks in silence by yourself, journal, pick up meditation, surround yourself in containers of things that shine a mirror up to you, make you uncomfortable and inspire you to do the work on yourself. And the more you do that, the more you, you'll find ease in giving yourself the permission slip to be who you truly are. It's mm. hard to do this thing alone, this thing called life. Like lean on lean on people, high, invest in yourself. The money that I have spent on therapy and coaches 
is hands down the best money I have ever freaking spent on myself, more than my clothes, more than my travel, more than my house, whatever money I've spent on me, on expanding my mind, my heart, my soul, and time and energy and resource beyond just money. Like that investment mm-hmm. will give you the wings to, to, to fly. That will be the permission slip. You'll find it within that explore, exploration. And I just think people sit on the sidelines of their life because they, again, to, to a quote, it's like, I think Marianne Williams said it or Nelson Mandela said, it, it's like, we're not afraid of, of our darkness. We're afraid of our light. Like I'm, mm. I'm paraphrasing it here, but we're, we're afraid that we are actually more magnificent and more powerful than we imagine ourselves to be, than we are afraid of us failing. And so that's really the, the question I would ask your audience is like, ask yourself every day, how good can you stand it? How good can you stand it? Allow yourself for it to be good and big and real and in alignment and the permission slip will appear, I promise. Yeah. That's a big ask. That's a big ask. I love it. It's so full of love. That's awesome. Well, I want to I want to finish our conversation, which makes me sad because I'd love to hijack you for like a week and just like <laughs> talk to you about everything. But the last question I wanted to talk to you about was I've noticed that when I gave myself permission to be more Terry and just stand in a place of what makes me happy, lights me up, and where I know my strengths are, all those good things that are really underpins for personal brand and just who we are and how we show up, is I've noticed that I'm much, and I've always been really connected to my intuition, very much so, but I've noticed, and I don't know if this happened to you, and that's why I wanted to ask you, that when I gave myself permission to do that and I really started flowing into more of that because it is a journey, you know, it's not like a light switch where you flip it on and all of a sudden you're like, hey, uh, here I am, look at this, I'm here to entertain you kind of thing. <laughs> but it, it's a process, but just how I, I feel so much better, you know, allowing myself to just kind of relax and flow with it. But I've noticed my intuition has been like super dialed in and I get so many great like gut reads and I give myself permission to follow it. Like for example, just last week I had two prospects that came out of the blue. They were like, Terry, I want to work with you. You come in and help us, blah, blah, blah. And when I explored, you know, had some conversations with them, my gut was saying, this is not a fit. This is not a fit. It's like pushing a noodle. This is not a fit. And so I, I walked away from them, you know, with grace and I never used to give myself permission to do that because it was always, okay, I got to get business. I got to stay, I got to survive. I got to do this. I got, you know, I'll take whatever. Um, Not that I would, you know, prostitute myself to any, any work. But the question I wanted to ask you is, has this occurred with you when you really started allowing yourself to show up as fully as you feel you're showing up? Yes. Like this is the, spirituality coming out right Mm. you know we really truly do have control over our own realities absolutely and it starts with our minds okay so our minds our minds are tricky they're bastards actually they're they're often liars but whether we like it or not it's the only thing that we truly have control over is Mm. our minds 
We don't have control over the weather. We don't have control over their people. We don't have control over politics. We don't have control over how other people are going to receive us. We only have control over our own thoughts. That's it. It's the only thing we have control over. And our thoughts create our emotions. They determine and dictate how we feel. And our feelings impact our energy and our frequencies and our vibrations. And everything in this life, in this universe, is energy. And so when we use our thoughts to inform our emotions and we start to vibrate on this frequency of our choosing, of joy, of abundance, of passion, of drive, of service, of clarity, we start to magnetize more of that frequency into our lives. Mm, I like that. It's, it's true. And it's really, really, you know, it's really hard. Like, trust me, like some days you just have bad weeks and you oh. don't really, you don't really <laughs> the feel. The universe shows you. <laughs> exactly. But I would say um. that when I decided, like the very first quote in my book, which you've clearly read is the universe, uh, do not be surprised how fast the universe will respond once you have decided. Success, mm -hmm. Terry, success is a choice. Success isn't a circumstance. Success isn't luck. Success isn't a certain amount of clients. It's a choice. And so when you, and, and I, again, can only speak from my one singular experience, but the moment in my life, which wasn't that long ago, five years ago, practically, that I chose myself that I was like, okay, I'm no longer gonna sit on the sidelines. I wanna start my own business again. I wanna create a podcast. I'm gonna go for a book deal. I'm gonna grow my Instagram following. I'm gonna grow a seven-figure business. Like, I chose it. I, it started right here in my, my head. And it was only then did those things, because I wasn't, I obviously got in full body alignment. You know, I believed it, I saw it, I, I you know, visualized it. All of those tools that I have in my, my toolkit but that's when everything changed. It mm. wasn't when I reached some sort of yardstick. It was right. when I when I decided. That's that's really the um, to answer your question. I think when you make those full body decisions, like and full mind decisions, to be frank, the universe shows up for you, and you start to see the signs, and the doors start to open, and the synchronicities start to flow, and the magic starts to appear, and it's just, it's science. It's not spirituality, it's science, and it, it's, it works. It really does. And I think that is a perfect place to end because that really punctuates that you don't really need to be so brave or have so much permission when you, when you make the choice to put yourself first and be yourself and all the things we've been talking about, everything does fall into place. And, and that's how it happened for me. It's like when that, I made that decision, that micro decision that had, you know, incredible impact. And it was a long time leading up to that, quite frankly. And thank you for having your book be part of the stimulus package <laughs> that created that for me. But it was like, all of a sudden, now I have this sense of ease, the intuitive flow, the you know, I'm really paying attention to the signs the universe is showing me that, you know, there's still areas to grow, there's still, you know, things that need to be worked out, but that's all part of the journey and the fun, quite frankly. But it's, it's a constant feedback, and I love it. And I think it's great for solopreneurs to really appreciate that because so much of our lives is spent as a solo, you know, on our own in solitude, and we 
sometimes really need to rely on that versus what the, you know, the peanut gallery has to say about it, because it's really, it's all coming from within anyway. So Jessica, I love everything that you shared today. I am so grateful that you are on the planet, taking the stand that you're taking and being you. Thank you so much, Terry, for having me. I'm so grateful that you asked me to be on your show and that you're doing the work that you're doing in the world. And I'm always honored to come on and, and share, you know, very humbly my own experiences for the service and sake of other people. It's not something I ever take for granted or take lightly. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.